pandemonium reigns. South Carolina at Tennessee. Night game in Neyland. Dark mode initiated. Gamecocks. Volunteers. Revenge game should be on. This is Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. We're going to talk about it. We're going to tickle your ears. We're going to be up all in your business. Mike, I'm scared to death. (laughs) Why are you scared? Vegas has got all the confidence in the world in Tennessee, and the matchup predictor uh, on ESPN has Tennessee 70.4 to 29.6. What in the world? What are you scared about? Because Vegas doesn't know the volunteers. Let's just be honest. Does Vegas know anything? Vegas Vegas doesn't know the volunteers. Vegas knows something. They got the yeah. volunteers at, at, at minus 12 with an over-under of 63. <laughs> God. That, that number. That number. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why I'm scared. <clears throat> Let's just get into it. Because yeah. Spencer Rattler is arguably the best quarterback in this conference right now. Yes, he is. And Xavier Leggett, is that his name? Xavier? Leggett. I think it's yeah. Leggett. Leggett, Leggett. He's like, I don't need juice. I got this. 27 catches on the year, 556 yards. Dude is lightning in a bottle. He's a home run hitter every time he touches it. Um, have you seen our defense? <laughs> okay, okay there's is, one reason to be scared. <laughs> there's That's why I'm worried. And, and, and seriously, all credit to Spencer Rattler you know, who yeah. had a really great 2020 season, transfers to South Carolina 21, meh, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, 22 season doesn't, I mean, of the Tennessee game sends him into Heisman mode and has just been playing really well since then. Uh, 1,200 yards on the year, seven scores, two picks. I believe both of them were against Georgia. I think that's At least right. one, at least one. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think both might have been um, because he was like the only player in the second half for South Carolina. Yeah, 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 worried, man. yeah. Lots of lots of good reasons to be scared. Lots of things to be excited about if Tennessee can can use them to the, to its advantage in the way that they've done at home a lot of times and have not done on the road a few other times. Uh, yeah, lots lots to be freaked out about. I'd love to know where Vegas is coming from. For sure, for sure. Well, let's get into the into the details that Vegas, uh, I'm going to say, has no idea about. Okay? Let's do it. All right, so Spencer Rattler, again, I think he's one of the best cues in the conference right now. The guy is so good on the run. He is so yeah. good on the run. Um, and I would say this, that South Carolina looked like a different team in that game against Mississippi State. They ran well. They defended the run well. Um, I mean, the only thing I would say that they didn't do well was defend the pass well. So I got to believe that's where the UT receivers are really licking their chops. Um, So I think that – I think Spencer Rattler and Leggett, Leggett, however you want to say it, they're going to get theirs. And that's what concerns me. Um, And there's a lot of – you know, a lot of points that I want to make on our, what does UT have to do to win this game? Um, so I don't really want to traffic into that yet, but it's it's a lot of the um, – <clears throat> so you draw up schemes, right? You draw up X's and O's on the whiteboard on paper, and right now Rattler is just like, okay, that's cool. Um, watch this. 
Yeah. That's the way I feel about him right now. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're totally correct. He is, he's just, he's on another, a level that he's not really even been on at Oklahoma kind of right now is, is how he's doing where he's not getting phased by much. Um, he's like, you know, he doesn't even need, like he doesn't need much breathing room to get a pass off. Like you said, he's great on the run. And that's, that's, that's actually one of the questions that I had. Well, that I wanted to talk about is, you know, I, I believe in Tennessee's pass rush that, that it's better, that it's improving, that it able to give South Carolina the problems, maybe not that they face against North Carolina, but, but the issues that they have and, and how limited they are on the offensive line. My concern is not just in, you know, Tennessee pressuring Rattler, though, because like we've talked about, he'll throw on the run, he'll, he'll drop a dime on the run. My, my concern, as much as I am concerned about that and their normal pass game, it's Tennessee getting out of their lanes defensively in, in the ways that they've done before. If they get too far upfield, will they be able to contain Rattler from picking up 8, 15, you know, third and third long? Will they be able to contain him from doing that if the pass rush gets too far upfield, gets out of lane? That's my concern more so than – it's not more than, than their actual pass game, but it's just, just nearly as big. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Um, okay, so we're, if we're talking about concerns, uh, again, I think that Spencer Rattler and Leggett, I think they're going to put up points. Um, my concerns on this side of the ball are, can we make them one-dimensional? Right? Can we continue to have them play behind the sticks? You know what? I was trying to save it, so let's just get into it. Um, they have a 13% sack rate. 13% sack rate. So here's here's my here's my plan, here's my thought if you're the UT defense. Pressure him and pressure him and you know if he escapes, he escapes. This defense is proven it's going to give up points anyway, that it's going to do it anyway. So send 5. I I think yeah. I think we touched on this in the recap with UTSA. So I'm basically saying the same thing but Send send none less than five. I think I think yeah. that we will be able to get pressure with four. I do, oh, and yeah. I'm not and I'm not even saying spy the guy. And maybe and maybe that that turns out to be an, an adjustment. But in been, been early on, I want I want to hit the a gap hard. I want Beasley straight downhill. I want Herring straight downhill. Whoever it is, blasting through the a gap a lot like we saw against Clemson when they went into that empty set. It was basically a sign. Well. You're an empty. I know that Aaron Beasley is coming, right? Yeah. So I want yes. that kind of pressure. Test that offensive line. Make them change their own narrative, right? Yeah. Make them change that 13% sack rate. So I think one of the key things against, uh, or excuse me, in this game is Spencer Rattler versus pressure. But obviously, none of that matters if we don't continue with pressure. I don't want to see this bend and not break defense because we bend, we bend, we break. We bend, we yes. bend, we break. So this this is not working. This is not operating. You know what? We And, and another thing, just hinting at our all offensive side of the things real quick. What am I trying to say here? Defense just needs to get off the field one way or the other. We cannot yep. allow... Uh, the other offense to control, not necessarily the time of possession, but just control the game with ball management altogether. We can't score points if we don't have the ball. And our defense can't really stop things anyway, so go get him. Yeah. Yeah, go get him because, you, like you just said, Tennessee's not going to control the clock. The mm -hmm. interesting thing is that this, you know, of the changes in the game, 
uh, of, you know, first downs, rolling clock, yada, yada, of the changes in the game, this could be one of the longer games definitely for Tennessee so far because mm-hmm. if, if I'm South Carolina and, and my leading rusher is the guy that broke out last week against Mississippi State, a senior who literally doesn't have a stat before the season, if that's my leading mm-hmm. rusher and he, you know, he only narrowly leads Spencer Rattler, he only narrowly leads Vickerian Joyner, how much are they going to try to run it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I like I like Tennessee's run defense better at home against an offensive line that is probably not as good as Florida's. The backs certainly are not Florida's backs. So, like, how much are they actually going to try to run? And if they're, you know, I'm not saying that Rattler's going to be neither here nor there. I think he'll be good, if not great. But if they do put the ball on the ground, the clock's not going to be doing a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Now, Tennessee, obviously, the clock's going to run when we're running our, you know, our tempo and, and it's a handoff up the middle for whatever it is. Now, you know, we're, uh, again, we're going to have our fair share of incompletion. So I think the clock's going to be spent a lot with, you mm-hmm. know, not, not, not running in between plays, which again, I just think it's going to make for one of the longer games that Tennessee's had so far. I don't think it's going to be like Florida when Mertz was, you know, maybe hurt. They were definitely conservative and the clock is just bleeding away from us. I don't think it's going to be that. Unless we do allow them to get up, you know, yeah. two or three scores early or whenever, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't see that coming necessarily either. I mean, there's so many matchups that favor Tennessee here. There, there just are. The stats favor Tennessee here. I think this one's more so than than most games. You just got to execute and you got to take advantage of the matchups and the numbers really that South Carolina has has played to so far. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about taking advantage of the matchups. I like the. UT receiver core versus their entire defense. I like it. But my question is not there in that regard. My question is, can Joe deliver? I think Joe is going to be feeling a lot of pressure because his best friend got hurt in this game last year. His roommate, this is, this is how his, you know, Tennessee career ended. And I don't think that Joe is an idiot. I think he, I think he knows that the fan base really, really wants this one. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be feeling a bit of pressure. So my question is not on the receivers. Is can Joe do it? And yeah. I'm going to come back to the tempo thing again. If we don't execute a tempo and we get into the, you know, the look at me on the sideline deal, I don't like it. I don't think our offensive line can hold up even against a mediocre South Carolina, you know, front. I'm, I don't like it. Um, again, I like the, I like the matchup with our, when the ball is in the air. Our receivers, they're secondary. I like this matchup. Yes. But but can Joe yeah, can, can Joe do it? And is this one of those games where with it being earlier in the season, you know, did we look over Florida and do we have more to let loose against a South Carolina? You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. I don't know. I will say this though. I, I don't want to get too off track here. This stadium on Saturday night, um, it might see its full potential. Yeah. I mean it really I mean, might. It's gonna be it's gonna be every bit of I think Ole Miss twenty twenty one because you know think about the feeling towards Lane Kiffin well it's probably right there versus South Carolina and what they did in twenty twenty two overall you know what I mean you know can it reach what it was against Alabama I mean that was Alabama and you're approaching your first win in fifteen years I don't know that I don't know how sustainable that is but yeah. but I think the place is gonna be a ticking time bomb waiting for not not anything big just any success, I mean, tackle for loss, a sack, a pass broken up, a first down, an emphatic, you know, emphatic first down. I don't know. It's going to take nothing 
for the lid to come off if there was a lid on top of Needham Stadium. It's gonna be it's gonna be a madhouse. You know, think about Kentucky with the black jerseys last year. Think about South Carolina with the black jerseys the year before and in two thousand nine. It's gonna be a ticking time bomb. And and I think that's what the coaching staff really needs to just get in there, get in there, you know, get on their A game. They know how to scheme it up. Players execute it and the place is gonna go bananas. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. The fact that it, it it's it probably not going to take a whole lot. I mean, it, it could Nothing. be as simple as a as a TFL of some sorts or just running through the T all, all together. Oh, yeah. Which which is encouraging because Virginia, Austin P, first half of Florida, not a lot of emotion, right? Not, yeah. not a lot of energy. <clears throat> so if you don't get up for this one, I mean, your wood's wet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got issues if you don't get up for this one. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know why you're honoring your ticket if you're if you're going in there and and you're not going to be, you know, out of your mind. Yeah. Um. I think another big thing with with the defense is, and it's gonna. This is, a, I mean, you know, we're asking a lot because they just haven't proven very much in some time. But so we're asking a lot. But you know, think about how good Rattler really, but their their offense was in the red zone when Tennessee traveled there last year. You know, the one that comes to mind is Rattler running around for a minute and a half back there before throwing mm-hmm. it in the end zone. So if if we're if we're bending, you know, if if our defense is bending, they're moving the ball, are there field goals in the red zone? Is that is that an option? <laughs> Can we mm-hmm. deliver that? You know what I mean? You yeah. Know, take a chance of we've been great at pressuring kicks this year. Can we block a kick? You know, we've we've blocked a punt, we've tipped a punt, we've blocked a kick. You know, are these things an option? Can you bend and not actually break for six points? Is that a, mm. is that a thing? Yeah. Um, I think you know. I think there's there's a lot of opportunity here. I just don't know how it's going to play out. And I'm with you. I'm very nervous about the, the opportunities. Mm. The 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 whole thing with the stadium and really just the whole narrative. This is an opportunity for Joe Milton to win over the fan base in its entirety. I mean, yeah. you nan- because I, I I don't care. Okay, <clears throat> let's start over. <clears throat> you could talk to different Tennessee fans, and you're going to get a mixed message on Joe, right? Yeah, love him, hate him. You're you're going to find both indifferent. You're going to find both. Hendon Hooker, you're not really going to find differences. The Golden yeah. Child, right? You know the the yeah. the the 21st century savior of this program. Okay. Yes. So if Joe can go into this with this stadium on fire and play well, I think it really I think all he has to do is just play well. You know, if he can be large in part responsible for the reason that we win this game, I think I think he can change the entire narrative out on him from a Tennessee fan perspective, right? He can win back a lot of the fan base. I totally agree. I think it's a legacy game because of because of again, because of the nature of the loss last year for mm-hmm. Joe especially with losing Hendon last year. And the magnitude—it's not that South Carolina ever is your biggest game, but they—they they smoked you last year. You do not—you do not want to lose this game. Sit around, have a bye week, host a good—a good Texas A&M team, even though they're without their quarterback mm-hmm. QB one. You don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to play those games because there will not be any stopping the Nico talk. There won't be any stopping any of the negativity that you can imagine. I mean, and it's—and again, it's you know, on a regular year, it's not like a South Carolina loss is the end of the world. But their wins in Neyland Stadium are like 2017, you know, 2011, 
medi- mm-hmm. mediocre Tennessee teams. They mm-hmm. don't beat good or above average Tennessee teams in Newland Stadium. They just don't. Um, right. So this, these are the reasons that this game is bigger. Uh, and again, last year just being the 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 crap, the poop cherry on top of it. You know, it's a legacy moment for anyone that makes the plays for Tennessee to get that revenge. And even if that's in the form of a a close win, not a sixty three to you know you name it. Right. Let me let me touch on that for a second. So. I don't think Hypel is getting fired if he comes out on a loss of this game. No. However, no. I do think you have a very pissed off fan base. You have yep. a very pissed off fan base, right? And what scares me about that is <clears throat> this is one of the games where, whether it be a Tennessee blowout, a Tennessee close win, a South Carolina blowout, or a South Carolina close win, I think they're all on the table. Yeah. But if you lose this game, the one that you were supposed to win, the one that you have had circled, you know, since Hendon went down. I'm not to, to, before the game was over. Since Hendon oh, yeah. went down, you know, the fan base has, has has had it circled. I'm 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 worried and concerned that, and I'm serious. Does Hypel did he circle this? Do our players have this circled? Has Hypel tried to alter the message to the team? Like it's just another game because that's what he's telling the media. It's just another one, right? The past of the past, whatever. But if you lose this game. I'm not saying you're on the hot seat, but you're now staring in that direction. Yeah, yeah, and and, and more so, you're you're just eliminating goodwill that you've built up because you had an infinite supply of goodwill built up before South Carolina last year. There would have been, you know, you name it. The, he could have crapped the bed all year this year. Then you lose that game. A lot of things change, but you're just losing more goodwill if you toy around and lose this game. Because I say toy around because I think if you play. An above average game, this team can be beat. You don't, you know, you just can't give up 60. You can't, yeah. you can't have a third quarter like you did against UTSA. And I'm, you know, there's an asterisk there because Joe was banged up. So how's he, how is he health wise? I hope he's 100%. I would think he's pretty close to 100% if he kept playing in that game. Mm-hmm. But we saw how the third quarter played out nonetheless. You know, I think if you avoid catastrophe, really, that mm-hmm. you can win this game. And it's, and it becomes then really how much can you win this game by? Because, of the things we're talking about, the matchups, the DBs versus our wide receivers, the offensive line for South Carolina versus anybody's defensive line, just all these reasons why you should win this game. And again, I think you're just pooping away goodwill that you've built up if you if you lose it. Yeah, I I I, I agree in totality. I think I think you've I think you've worded that really well, and you've given that great perspective. You you lose the goodwill of the fan base. Now flipping that flipping that same coin over. If you win this game, if you do, if you pull off and cover a two score win, I, I think that's all it takes. You can you can essentially send this team into a trajectory that's very similar to what happened right off of that LSU win last year. Yes. All right. But we've 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 lacked that this entire season, and a large in part is due to our schedule. We had a chance to do it against Florida. We wet the wet the bed, pissed down our leg, um, which brings me back to the the negative side of this for a second. He pissed down your leg again. Oh, into in conference play when you're talking about being an at least an East runner up. Now that's probably out of the picture, I think. Um, because now you got Florida and South Carolina with advantages over you, and you haven't played Georgia yet. But anyway, yeah. you do win this game. I think it sends you into uh, into the bye week, 
which could come at a bad time, uh, with a lot of momentum and a lot of mojo going into hosting a Texas A&M that's banged up. You know, it could, yeah. it could send you down the right trajectory. Yeah, yeah. And, and Texas A&M is banged up. They're going to play Alabama while you are resting up and recovering, hopefully riding high off of a win, not too high, but hopefully you're riding mm-hmm. high for a win. Um, you know, I mean, there's this is just a huge momentum game. You can still back some of the, any bit of goodwill that you lost last year. Going back to that that phrase for a minute, you can you can just pile up a little bit more of that um, if you win, and especially if you do so comfortably. But yeah, you're right. I think the last thing that Tennessee and Heupel and the players can afford is is another pee down the leg type of game. Yeah. And I yeah. think and and all the talk that we've had about the defense, I think that would truly have to come from the offense to have that type of game. I mean, you'd have to have again. A quarter where you can't complete a pass or you can't run for two or three yards, um, and and I think that would lead you down that path. But so many reasons why you should. For sure, for sure. I think more than anything, what I want to see, and I want to see it from the jump. It really has nothing to do with schematics, which I do want to touch on that here here momentarily. I just want to see us pissed off. I really just want to see us pissed off. I want to see us with an engine that won't shut off, pissed off. You know what? Hit Spencer. He got the ball out. I don't care. Hit him. I mean, don't don't do yeah. anything stupid that's going to cause a penalty. But anytime he drops back, I want him hit. hit him. Make make him dread being in Knoxville this night. I mean, make him like uh, what is what's the what's the you let them remember the night they played the Titans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, cheesy, but you you, you get my point. Uh, so I think that's what I want to see more more than anything. Just just be pissed off. Uh, but yeah. with that said, what what could essentially um, the cause and effect of that is you could see some miscues. Emotion is so high, energy is so high. You you blow a coverage. You you know you try to take his head off so you don't wrap up, which um, yeah, um, there, there's some potential miscues if the energy is that high. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, so uh, here's a couple of things that I would like to see. I think it would be very good. I don't know if I'd call it wise, but I think it would be very good to have some zone read read option stuff uh, where Joe gets the opportunity to keep it and that presents itself and he does keep it. That should open up things more in the run game. The run game for us since the hiring of Josh Happel has is what has set the the tone for the tempo. And if mm-hmm. we can't run against them, I, I I'm going to tell you where that we're in trouble. Uh, yes. However, the statistics should tell you that a four to four and a half yard per carry is is very much a viable option that that could it could probably go as high as six. Yep. Um, anyway, so I want to see some I want to see some 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 run attempts with with Joe and not even design QB runs like draws or anything like that which we've tried to do oh, yeah. and has not been there uh but more like what we saw against the opener against UTSA he pulled it i'm all, i'm almost under the impression with that play by the way that Joe decided that on his own that he went rogue i've watched it a hundred times that might be actually a designed run on a handoff and he says, skirt, skirt, watch this. I'm going to read this. And if he bites, I'm going. Um, yeah. And he dude hit up to like a speed of 21.3 yeah. MPH yeah. right there. Okay. If, you, if you ever come across those accounts that are like, here's the fastest players in college or the pros on the weekend. Leggett was the first on that slant 
that he just gasped Mississippi State. Yeah. Joe's like a mile and a half per hour behind him. Like he's not far behind. It's and it's so funny because he was talking about a tire blowing out around the 20. And I'm like, bro, you could have walked from the 20. What are you talking about? Yeah, it looks like he actually gained another gear when he when he hit it right around that that yard marker. Um yeah, and, and I want to throw in real quick, I want I don't want here's here's what I want from his running perspective. Nothing that feeds towards the center of the field. Get him on the outside. Mm. Think back to Pitt, the you know, the, the earliest memories of, that we have of this era, and he's running the outside. You know, and that was a draw. Um, think about the play against UTSA. I want it running outside. I do not want it running into the mass of humanity mm. because we've not seen our offensive line open up great running lanes in a few weeks, mm-hmm. really since Virginia, uh, yeah. minus a player or two here or there. But I want it going towards the outside because I think that's where his speed is is much more applicable, and he's going to be going against smaller human beings. Yeah, uh, and we know what he can do against those if he's if he's filling up to it on the given day. Yeah, I like that because it gives him an opportunity to get out of bounds and, and not suffer some kind of hit, which yeah. I, I believe we said in the last episode that Joe is a little prone to injury. Yes, he uh, is. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, so in regard to that, picking right up off, right up off of that, I want to see the tempo. I, this, this is our yeah. DNA. I want to see the tempo. I don't care that it puts the defense right back on the field because I do think that if you if you do what we're talking about and just you just pressure the heck out of him, then I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. So tempo and and not only that, dude, like it's game five. It's game five. Yeah. Yeah. So and if I see Joe looking to the sideline a lot, I am going to come back to the question. Okay, is this Cooper Mays? But I'm gonna have a hard time going, dude. You just don't get it, do you? You you really just yeah. don't get it. So, uh, nonetheless, you said you had some uh, questions you wanted to bring up, talk about. Hit me. Yeah, yeah. We've actually we've actually talked through two or three of them without really even me officially asking you. But the the big one that I have left because I've I've got another one that it's really just we've already hit on it too. But the one that I want to talk about is do you and and you mentioned that we'll get into this too, so it's perfect. Do you see anything changing? too much schematically do we target do we go back to targeting somewhat more of the middle of the field with some digs or some slants uh or do you think it's all going to be more you know horizontal line of scrimmage vertical up the sideline or perhaps the seam which i would love and i'm here for mm-hmm. do you think tennessee might target the middle of the field more in this game first versus a, a, a defensive backfield that's reeling right now yeah uh, i get what you're saying if I am basing this, basing this off the Tennessee that I have seen thus far, I think that only happens if the tempo gets going. And what I am convinced of is we are using the lateral to get going. Yeah. Uh, much like we saw in 21, with the exception in 21, you instead of a quick screen, you might have seen a bubble with Velas. Yeah. Uh, or an inside with him or something along those lines. Um, so I do think that you're, to answer your question, I do think that you're going to continue to see a, a lot of attacking the sideline in some kind of lateral uh, lateral call, script, uh, quick screen, whatever. But if that can be completed and then we can find a way to run downhill, I do think that th- that opens up things for the seams and, and, and the dig routes, which a dig is a, a longer developing route. So we're going to have to have time. If we... <clears throat> If we get up to the line of scrimmage and Joe says, hold on, we look to the sideline and then you see us run a dig, I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't I just don't like it. I like it after a 
a first down on a screen that's gone for six, second down that's gone for f- either the first down or just a few, then that then that dig is called. I like it. If yeah. it's if it's fresh off the looking to the sideline, I don't. So anyway, with all that said, I think it's indicative, or excuse me, I think it's all depends on the tempo. How do we run? Uh, and if those things can happen, I do think you see that. I I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and this I didn't even have in mind till now. But you know, I think as big and well, we did talk about this the other day. But I, again, I'll just hammer it home. As big as getting Cooper back, I think you got to have Slaughter for this game in the, in the secondary. I think he's got to be at corner in this game. He's got to be on the field working on Leggett if he squeaked past the first guy or if he blows past the first guy. I think you've got to have his size versus Leggett's size, whether that's their matchup, whether that's his side of the field, whatever. I think you've got to have Danico Slaughter in this game. And, you know, hopefully it'll be Gabe Judy Lolly on the other side, but we'll, we've not seen any indications of that so far. Through four you games. know, I wanted to get into this text conversation with you so bad, but, I, but I've been saving it. And I should have, I should have asked you to prepare for this answer, but why is it that you want Nico on Leggett so bad? Well, like, well what's the, what's the catch there? The, here's the catch. And here's, and this applies to every facet of their game, not just versus Leggett. I want his tackling on the field. We've okay. all, and this, this is so skewed because of the Etienne run in the swamp, but I want his tackling on the field. I don't want any leading with the head, leading with the shoulder. I'm going to hit you. You're going to go down. I want clean tackles that Danico Slaughter is known for. He's a he's a safety playing corner. He's built for the run. He's built for the run after the catch. He's done fairly well, honestly, better than I could have expected, minus a few plays here or there, as a cover corner. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want those things, especially because I think you might have the best nose for the ball out of Haddon, Burrell. I don't mm-hmm. know that much about Judy Lawley yet, but out of the established guys, I want his nose for the football, his IQ. And I think we've missed him. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think about if it's him coming over to Etienne on that play in the swamp, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he's still running at that point. Yeah, okay, so that's a great point. The, the, the problem with that is, is that we're never going to know. Um, yeah. my, my only issue with your, with your perspective here is, and you're not wrong about this. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> I totally get your perspective here. You're basically assuming that Leggett is going to get the catches and you want to get him on the ground. That's oh, what, I, that's, that's what I'm, you're saying. I'm doing more than assuming that Leggett is getting the catches because hang on, he's got 27. Trey Knox has got 10 to carry on Joyner, a running back has got 12. He's got mm. 15 to 17 more catches yeah. than anybody. Yeah. He's got mm. way more than – he's got almost five times the yards of the next guy. So, yeah, I absolutely – I know the ball's yeah. going his way. Yeah, yeah. So, I, this, this is why I'm not arguing it. And, 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 if, and if Nico is the one, then, okay, cool, whatever. But let me tell you why that's not going to happen, <laughs> why okay. it's not going to be to Nico. It's going to be Haddon because Haddon is our best cover corner, and which is stupid because he doesn't know how to turn his head. So yeah. don't be I, I won't be shocked if we if we show a ton of man because uh, the pressure scenario, correct? Yeah. Uh, if we sit back in zone and let things come to us, I'm, I'm, I might just jump off of this cotton picking ship. All right. Yeah. Um, or, or be on the fire Tim Banks train. But yeah, I, will I, I, I think you'll be on. I think you'll see a ton of one on one man on man, which is what South Carolina is going to want because they're going to like that matchup. But I think it's Hatton. I think Hatton is hey, wherever you go, I go, bro. Um, which because he is just our best 
one-on-one cover corner. Now, there's a lot to like about Danico. I put him in the same category as I do Turnage. They're they're extremely aggressive. Yeah. They don't they don't want you to get the ball in your hand. Haddon just kind of wants to glue to you and you know, wherever you go, I go, bro, you know, again because he doesn't turn his head. So that's the reason we know that. But with a guy yeah. like Slaughter, it's he's going to try to play the ball, which with a guy like Leggett concerns the heck out of me because he is great with the ball in the air, and if Slaughter is, doesn't time it well or turn whoever it might be doesn't time it well, it could go south fast. But this is what we're talking about anyway. Like, apply the pressure. You know what? If they score, we've been allowing it anyway. Get the offense back on the field. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so. I hear you. Um, looking back at this game last year, I mean, it looks like Slaughter did play a lot in it. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I could be asking, and it could amount to nothing. But – well, don't don't hear me. I'm I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. Yeah. If they decide go, hey, it's slaughter, dude. Wherever he goes, this is your job. I'm cool with it. We tried yeah. everything else. Like, why the heck not? And you know what? I do think he's one of our better tackling corners. So I'm I'm cool with it. I'm absolutely yeah. cool with it. So I'm not arguing it. I'm just saying here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, and and if I'm South Carolina, I don't care how you run the play in practice. I don't care how you've run it this part of the season. I'm lining Leggett up on Haddon's side. That's what I'm doing. Oh yeah, and and and, yeah, and maybe we maybe we adapt. I highly doubt we will, and we start swapping that. And it's just you know if it's Haddon, it's Haddon. If it's Slaughter, he follows him around. You know, doesn't matter what side of the field. I don't know, but if I'm if I'm South Carolina, I, they're going to create matchups for him. He's I mean he's almost all they've got. That, just to be honest. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, we know that Juice Wells is going to be out, which yeah. is a bit of a relief. But one of our, not in addition to Wells last year, one of our problems was to carry and Joiner, who's going to be in the backfield. Yeah. So, <clears throat> nonetheless, um, you st- uh, were there any other questions that you had? No, no? that's mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, I've got down here, and we've we've basically talked about it. But it is a fast start offensively an option. I mean, think about 2021 South Carolina Missouri Pitt. Uh, mm. Think about games last year where we started fast, LSU turnover notwithstanding, you, you know, Missouri last year. Think about all those games, Bama, we were firing from the very start. Is that ever, is that if that's ever an option, please bring it to the table tomorrow night or yeah. Saturday night, excuse me. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, now we have to do the hard part. We got to predict it. And I almost texted you and said, hey, let's not predict. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's stay out of it, you know. Here I am yeah. predicting 38-17 over Florida. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to say that I was still right because it was all just due to our lack of effort. But well, yeah. whatever. whatever. Well, we've said that South Carolina is going to get theirs. They're going to find the end zone. They're, they're, they're going to do it. Wouldn't be surprised if it's close. I, I, a 17-14 game wouldn't surprise me. A 41-38 game would not surprise me. Uh, n- nothing surprises me in this scenario. All right, so let's set the stage. Vols, they're at their 12-point favorites with the over-under at 63.5. ESPN uh, FBI has got this at 70.4% for the volunteers. What about Michael Walker? What does he got? Tennessee does not cover. Tennessee does win the game. The score of 34-28, to 28, Tennessee wins this game. 34-28? Yes. What's what's the what's how does this unfold? Like, give me the give me I the mean, narrative. 
as as low of a score that is, as that may be for a shootout, I think that's exactly what it is. You know, it, the teams are doing exactly what the other has done. If they go and score, I think the the, the other team responds with a score. It could be a you know several punts mixed in there. Could be some turnovers mixed in there. You'd like to think that Tennessee could force some turnovers due to the pressure that should be on Rattler, due to them not being able to run the ball that well against anyone so far. You know, I think these teams are just going to match each other blow for blow. You know, again, maybe if they're not absolutely lighting up the scoreboard, maybe we're not as concerned about, you know, hey, we've got a score here. Let's take some shots, you know, for punting, doing mm-hmm. that thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just going to be back and forth, even though that's not a typical shootout like we've seen from the Hopalera so far. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think Tennessee wins but does not cover. I'm going to put this final at 37-31. Uh, the difference is a, a couple of field goals to to separate us from that final score. Again, though, I'll say it again. I can see anything unfolding here. I can see a blowout loss in Neyland Stadium. I can. I absolutely yeah. can. As well as Spencer Rattler and company are playing right now. And they got two losses under the belt. Well, that's against a, a, a really good Georgia and um, a week one opponent in North Carolina. Um I'm almost going to write that that week one off. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, everybody be tuning in. 7.30 SEC Network, dark mode initiated in Neyland Stadium. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We're continuing to grow, and it's all because of you. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, follow, push all the buttons. Heck, push our buttons personal, at Dan Tucker on Twitter. At, what's their Twitter thingy? I forgot. Malker. Um, getting there right now. One second. <laughs> M-A-L-K-E-R underscore there you go give us a follow on the tweeters as well or uh, the X we love you guys thanks for tuning in to Panamone Reigns I'm Dan he's Mike God bless go balls GBO GBO